Hey, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast, the podcast that helps you stay on side with the Chicago Red Stars. It's your girl, Sandra, ready to recap the Chicago Red Stars NWSL Championship loss. Got to unpack some things here. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a different uh, journey on doing this recap for you all because there's uh, not as much stuff to unpack in the actual game as people think. But there's a lot of great stuff to get into in terms of the build-up and lead-up into this match, the actual match itself, and some interesting stuff in terms of uh, NWSL news drops uh, that happen sort of post-match as well. So it's a whole lot to, uh, to go over, and uh, I couldn't do it alone. No one can ever do anything alone. So I am here tonight. I am literally here tonight with my very good friend and colleague, homie Claire Watkins, a.k.a. Scam Originator. How are you doing tonight, Claire? <laughs> it was it was so real that, oh, that I said I said we got to throw it back and uh, we literally have to be in each other's physical presence. It's been a week and I well not it's been six days and my body neither my body nor my mind has recovered. I thought self how are we going to do this episode and then I said we got to throw it back. We got to be together. We got to right. be on the couch. Well, the biggest thing is like we we were like, we have to do it at all because for a while Number we were one. like, right. maybe we need to take a second. But then we were like, oh, no, things are happening. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> the off season. Chill, yeah. chill, 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 right. chill. And we said, OK, we got to do this. So there's there's a lot of stuff. So uh, just before we get jump into all this stuff, uh, we won't leave you too high and dry in this off season. We're going to do this episode for you guys. And then we're actually going to have a, an additional episode coming out probably later in the month uh that will probably be like your sort of feel good and general season overview recap and we'll have some fun with some awards and stuff like that but right now we got to talk about this stuff because i think i think it's probably important for us to like everybody we have to talk about how the season ended but it should be separated from the season itself because um what happened this past weekend did not define this red star season and so um we do, but we do want to talk about it. Like we want to talk about that particular weekend. But I think um, all of the fun season stuff uh, should be its own separate thing. Yeah, I think that's a big part of why. Let's just be real. I think that's a, a huge part of why this particular match sucked, right? <laughs> to sort of have to, you know, take it all in and sort of have to uh, process because because of the season that it was, right? Yeah. Um, so, but we're going to do that for you guys. Cause we're, we're the professionals. Here. Uh-huh. We are the most professional professionals you will ever see profession. We're here. I've used the word process so many times this we week. Are we're the, here to process. We are the processing professionals uh-huh. and that's, what's going to happen here. So the Chicago Red Stars broke through a semifinal. It was epic. And they punched their ticket to participate in the NWSL championship final. And we're going to go back briefly to that semifinal. If you remember from the last episode, we hyped it up. We talked a lot about it. It was an amazing event. They beat Portland Thorns 1-0. And uh, it, was, it was epic. It was historic. And everything about it was awesome. Uh, except maybe for the actual soccer that was played on that day. And sort of the uh, reactions that were coming out of the post games. Uh, for different players and coaches as well, pretty much we're all in line with that. Like, wasn't our best day, but 
there was a plan and a vision and we stuck to it and they got through it. And the vibe was that they knew that they needed to be better than the sum of their semifinal parts if they were going to truly compete for the NWSL championship. Uh, so leading into that match, they had to head out to North Carolina because as most predetermined sites go, it was announced very long ago that the NWSL championship final was going to take place in Cary, North Carolina, the home of the North Carolina Courage. And uh, for a long time, in terms of Chicago's goals, one of them being getting a home semifinal, making sure that they have the opportunity to push themselves through to the championship, uh, was knowing in the back of their minds that they were likely going to play North Carolina in North Carolina. But a lot of the stuff leading into that championship week felt kind of brand new. Uh, this was a team that had never found themselves needing to prepare for a championship final, right? Or uh, preparing for, you know, participating with in a championship week, right? And a lot of the stuff that we were getting in and out of this championship week, so to speak, uh, really was giving us the vibe of like a, a team that really was appearing in this sort of big moment for the first time as compared to maybe some other teams uh, in the past. And you and I, Claire, in terms of, you know, providing content and covering this team, uh, had a number of pieces coming out, rolling out over and throughout championship week um, about the team, about a few players uh, in particular. You had a really great uh, piece about Sam Kerr and I had a really cool conversation with uh, Sarah Gordon. We also had a really good, well, cool conversation with Yugi Nagasato. Um, she was really dope about talking about her feelings about being a player in Chicago and how she's playing some of her, uh, you know, best soccer here, and sort of like how she's how much the city and this team came into play with who she is in the present. Um, so it was all very, very dope stuff. It was all very kind of, um, multitude of like layers in terms of going into, into this championship final where you still sort of felt, well, maybe this team, this team that's been putting together this very special season can get it together one more time and take on this North Carolina courage team. Yeah. Um, the whole weekend was, I mean, the, the yeah, <laughs> um, we talked about this in, in the last episode when we talked about the semifinal, about this idea of really just kind of witnessing history. Um, and I would say that that carried into final weekend where it definitely felt like we were witnessing the history of this club doing this for the first time. Um, and, some of that was very exciting. I mean, media day was so fun. Um, and it was, we felt so lucky to be there and be able to, to talk to, you know, the red stars and just kind of have fun with them. And, um, <laughs> it was, it was a little, it was like that Paul Rudd meme where it was just like, Hey, look at us. You expect, you expect to see we, you. We, I didn't expect. Yeah. It, it was, it look was at really, us, here we are. yeah. And it was really good. And, and, but it was, um, it was definitely with this feeling of like there, there are added expectations. Yeah. But just added commitments, added processes that 
North Carolina had so clearly been through so many times before and the Red Stars had not, which in a way was, again, was very exciting because we got to experience that for the first time with them. Um, and that was so, I mean, everyone loved kind of the storylines going into the game and all that sort of stuff. But I think um, when we finally got to the match being played on the field, you were like, oh, wow, one of these teams has done this before and one of these teams uh, has not. And I think, you know, you, you we can, we're probably not really even going to talk tactics or whatever, but, you know, I think – you know, it was a very bad game for the Red Stars, but the thing the thing that made it that extra element of of poor from them was that intangible just they were just not quite ready for the moment. Yeah, and I think again, talking about the season to date up until that point, you're riding this wave of emotions, really, this high heading into this big, big moment, right? And uh, with that came all of these other things that, you know, people toss into the ring as well, whether they're different storylines or different uh, matchup narratives and stuff like that, um, things surrounding certain players, which we'll get into later. You know, all that stuff was like all came to a head in this moment, and you really, you really, I think, saw it play out on the field that day. And I, and I don't – the thing that I, I do want to point out is that um, the Red Stars were ready for this and not not necessarily in what we saw on the field, but the off the field stuff, they were 100% ready for all of this. They were ready for the process. They, you know, had worked to this moment for a very long time. That was not, the feeling going into the game was not that they weren't ready. Um, it was just more how it played out in the 90 minutes. Yeah, no, and I think that that, I think that that all came through as well, like within all of this sort of content that we were putting out there and producing, you know, whether it was, you know, Yuki sort of unwavering in her belief of the team and her confidence, you know, within her teammates and, you know, or, or Sarah Gordon, you know, mentioning specifically reaching out to her coaching staff and shouting out coach mega and being like, it's not just about preparing for any other match. It's literally about how am I going to be a better athlete? You know, how am I going to be a better athlete heading into this week? Yeah, and I think, I mean, for me, you know, having, you know, we've obviously covered this team really closely. Um, the most emotional, I mean, the the game, and, and to be completely honest, we all knew that this was a possibility going into this game. They knew it too. Um, we obviously hoped that it would be something a little bit more competitive, but part of this is also just who North Carolina is and other people have written enough about that, but just when they're rolling the way that they're rolling, they're very difficult to play. But I did, you know, I, there was a moment, moment after the, the frightening pyrotechnics uh, during the anthem where just watching the Red Stars just stand for the anthem before this game, that was probably the most emotional moment for me because it was it was the final moment where you could just be like, this they, is it. they made it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm very happy that they made it here and that they're here. Um, and then look now, how proud they are standing. We are also proud of them. And as well. and now they're gonna play the game. <laughs> and the, now they're gonna play this game against uh, that team. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then yeah, the game was just a disaster, wasn't it? Yeah. So uh, for those of you who missed it, <laughs> right the the Red Stars lost the championship final to North Carolina Courage by a scoreline of four to zero. And uh, while 
you know, Claire was right to mention that we're probably not going to get too into this game in terms of tactics because of why, because of why, right? Uh, we are going to talk about this game sort of encompassing it as, as a whole. Yeah. But part of talking about all these things building, in, building up into the championship final, we thought was important to sort of lay out before we get into the, the starting lineups and when the goals were scored and stuff like that because of uh, sort of who the Red Stars were going into this match because at the conclusion of this match, yeah, it was a loss and you lost the championship final and you thought you were, you know, they, you saw them get their runner up medals, but there was also that feeling of, damn, this is not who this team is. It went so poorly, so quickly in the first half. I think it was a mixture of, I think they were a little bit nervous I think they were definitely, you know, in local one three four was incredible. They were so loud. They did great, but they knew they were in enemy territory. Um, it was really hot. Yes, and even and you know, and that's the thing too. If you want something that's going to remind you for this whole game that you're not at home, just wait for the air quality. Just wait for the weather. Yeah, it was so funny. I know for they you and I, they could physically feel it. For you and I, especially, we were. Um, I think some of the one of the few media who had actually gotten there pretty advanced you know i think we got in like thursday and uh ended up staying all the way through to um you know into into that following monday so we were we were there for a large chunk of that weekend um you know specifically to be out there to cover the red stars and you know be there in time for their their media day sessions and their uh, availability outside of their practices and and stuff like that so talking about all that stuff in their preparation and sort of getting the vibe of who they were uh, heading into a championship week was really important for, for you and I in, in covering this team throughout the season and then within this moment. And also, you know, to be able to talk about this on, on the podcast. So for this match in, in particular, I think one final note that we have to speak about before we get into this stuff is that uh, Breaking, the Red Stars broke the news within their media day session that Tierna Davidson. That's right. Uh, Tierna Davidson was going to be unavailable for the championship final due to an ankle sprain that she had sustained in training uh, prior to uh, the media, uh, not the media day event specifically, but just prior to. Before them, the team even before traveled. Before the team even traveled, yeah. correct. So uh, that was a big deal. I think. Huge looking, deal. Looking back on it at the type of game that it was. You're thinking, well, uh, how how big of a deal could that have been? And that's part of what we're going to talk about right now. Right. <clears throat> but even just psychologically, psychologically, it was a thing. Right. Whether it was for the for the, you know, the, the NC Courage or or Chicago Red Stars. It was a it was a thing to be dealt with for for sure. So for the Red Stars, for the Red Stars, you knew automatically that that was going to force the coaching staff's hand to do things a little bit differently or maybe a little bit similarly depending on who you are watching this game if if maybe if maybe the thought process going into this game was North Carolina is very scary let's do something crazy Tierna Davidson getting hurt means throws that, that out the right out the window right so so even with maybe a realistic shot with Chicago saying okay we really might be kind of outmatched here what can we do to rattle them that there was no rattling that was going to happen. It was going to have to be a much more conservative game plan, much more kind of Chicago's bread and butter. And along and along with, again, all these things that we're touching on before getting into this stuff, you know, there was the, the media day and all that other stuff, but there was a coach's 
conference call that took place as well, you know, and you had Rory Dames go on record in this conference call teasing the idea of maybe adjusting that back line and pushing Julie Ertz, you know, into the midfield. That that wasn't a final decision yet, that that was obviously something that they were thinking of. And then you have about 24 to 36 to 14 hours later where it's announced that Tierna Davidson was unavailable due to the ankle sprain, and that immediately dictates what's going to happen for the Red Stars in terms of how they were going to roll out and how they and not only how they were going to roll out and line up, but the formation in which they were going to play. It m- meant that North Carolina knew exactly what Chicago was going to do before they even did it, and that is not what you want when you're playing that team. Not at all. You want to have, you know, every small advantage, every bit of gamesmanship that you can maybe come into play for that. I mean, playing North Carolina number one is a task. Playing North Carolina in North Carolina is a task. In 90% humidity. Playing North Carolina in North Carolina for the championship final in 90% humidity is a completely other type of of game so all of that being said we've arrived to the championship to kick off (laughs) we've arrived to the championship final the chicago red stars lined up as followed they had Alyssa nayer net casey short katie naughton julie ertz and sarah gordon rounding out that back line shout out to the three of the four of those in the back line represented Chicagoland. That was so cool. Thank it you really very much. It was so cool. It was so fucking dope. You had Morgan Bryan, Danny Colabrico, Vanessa DiBernardo rounding out the midfield, and you had Yuki Nagasato, Savannah McCaskill, and Sam Kerr rounding out the top line. And I think for first impressions of this starting lineup, uh, we were not too surprised. I think in hearing the news that Turner Davidson was unavailable, we knew that you had one Miss Kathleen Elizabeth not unavailable. Uh, to slot into that back line, and that was going to be the option. And uh, I think we also knew that we were going to see Julie Ertz on the back line because of that as well. Yeah, you. I mean, right, you lose a starting center back, you have to lock everything down. Um, and Julie Ertz is, whenever Chicago plays, she's the most important person on the field. Um, and so... And, and I mean, she she actually talked about this a little bit after the semifinal, where it's just like she is she's the she's the coach on the field, and so not only obviously do you need her starting in the back line because you're missing a starting center back, but also theoretically she's the one that you want with the vision sitting right in front of your goal to see what's happening and kind of direct traffic a little bit. That's absolutely her role for them. So. Um, Basically, Julie Ertz was going to have a very hard job before Tierna Davidson got hurt. And then after Tierna Davidson got hurt, it was more just like good luck. Yeah, it's it's true because for. And not because Katie Naughton is, is, isn't a good defender, but just because um, it's North Carolina. It's North Carolina. Right. And we're going to I was going to say it out of respect for this for this match and, you know, the big event that it was. We're going to, like, just shoot down this starting lineup for, for NC Courage so that we can have sort of the head-to-head of what was what the Red Stars were going up against on this day. But the Courage had, you know, Stephanie LeBay in net for them. 
They had Jalen Hinkle, Abby Ersig, Abby Dahlkemper, and Heather O'Reilly lining up for their back line. Uh, Denise O'Sullivan, Sam Mewis, Dabinia, Crystal Dunn, Lynn Williams, and Jessica McDonald running out their starting 11, which, I mean, that's a hell of a lineup. That's You look at that lineup and you go, that's a championship-winning lineup because they literally have done it before. And uh, having your sort of dual option in – you know, someone like Kristen Hamilton on the bench and then Jessica McDonald. When you saw Jess McDonald get that start, I thought, oh, boy, more so than any other player, which is interesting because some of the players that had these sort of big – this big-time game, championship game, you maybe wouldn't think Jess McDonald. Like, we saw Dabinia have an amazing game in this final. We saw somebody like Denise O'Sullivan just running shit in the midfield for NC Courage, you know. But for me – Jessica McDonald sort of being that presence, being that, you know, having that pace, having that height, you know, coming at the Red Stars back line, um, a back line that was probably given a very specific set plan and forcing that back line to, to bend, you know, till they, till they eventually broke. And it happened really, really early right. in this match. It took four minutes. Right for the break to happen when Dabinia uh, scored that opening goal. Right. You know, the me- I mean, the messed up thing about the game was that um, Chicago really did go through periods of, of being enough, the defense specifically. Um, you know, between goals one and two, between goals two and three, they really, like, <sighs> the Courage scored three goals in the first half. That's a horror show. But, like... The first goal was unfortunate. The third goal was really unfortunate. And it was just, I think, a little bit, you know, we we built up this whole thing about Chicago's mentality, but I think I think North Carolina, you know, I we don't get paid enough to analyze why they're so good, but um, you know, McCall Zerboni has a bad year, but Dabinia goes supernova. Like they just have these players that just show up in big games. And and you're right, Jessica McDonald is one of those. She obviously had a crazy game. Her championship game last year is what got her that World Cup spot. And um, you just – but also you just saw Julie Ertz working so hard and – it just almost – it never looked like Chicago was going to win this game, but the defending almost worked. It's, like, hard, it's hard to believe, folks, <laughs> right. but Julie Ertz and Alyssa Nair kept this game 4-0 right. versus 8-0. <laughs> right, and, and, and in the spaces between that first goal, which was just – it was so fast and it was so frustrating, and then they really almost kept it respectable. I mean, I, I, I've said this since the moment the game ended. The goal that killed them was the third one. It's a it's a pretty large ask of any team to mount some sort of comeback in the championship final. They just almost down made it goals. out of that half only down two. Yeah. So during this game, uh, right. you know, we, I'm getting ahead of myself. We're, during this game, we mentioned we mentioned the uh, we mentioned the the pyrotechnics and the humidity and and stuff like that. And due to the heat, this is <laughs> late October in North Carolina, but due to the heat there was an announcement of hydration breaks for this particular match. So as the Courage went up in the fourth minute on this uh, ridiculous goal from Dabinia and a bit of, you know, mental and physical collapse, literally, 
from the back line there. They go up early, 1-0. And it was maybe a little bit of a shell shock, but also not really, because you had the Red Stars with the first opportunity on goal within the first two minutes. Right. This shot from, from Vanessa Di Bernardo. Yeah. And then you think, great, even though it didn't result in a goal, you think, great, that's great. You love to see it. Right. Love to see it. Love to see the opening response. Uh, you're not going to be intimidated. And the fact that that turned so rapidly within two minutes um, really sort of, I think, shook not just maybe the players on the field, but maybe even some people who were watching the game, whether you were there physically or watching from home, you're just kind of like, wow, that, that, all of that optimism just shifted it's the, within it's, four minutes. It's the flip side of what Chicago did to Portland the week before. It just um, – and also, Chicago doesn't concede that early. Um, that, not who they are. That was the beginning of a number of uncharacteristic things that happened during that game. So you have you have this, this NC Curry team go up so early, and then their second goal doesn't come until the 26th minute. Right, they really did okay So for a while. in terms of, yes, they broke in that very early uh, goal. But the amount of sort of trying to keep it together, right, Um so as to not let the North Carolina Courage do what they do, which is come at you in waves. But after that goal happened, NC Courage did absolutely keep coming in waves. You know, you had corners that were conceded, you know, and you don't want to do that against that North Carolina Courage team. You know, you had Lynn Williams getting on the ball. You had Jessica McDonald getting on the ball. You had Crystal Dunn getting on the ball. Lynn Williams again. And then you had the Red Stars still trying to make something happen but they were just getting ran over in this match and sort of watching the Red Stars, A, try to navigate their way to build up some type of offense through this North Carolina Courage team and try to break down their box midfield and try to make something happen. And it not happening was so, so frustrating, I have to imagine, especially if you were in that match playing. Right. I mean, the thing that, you know, we'll talk about this, there was – they got heated. Um, and we've watched the Red Stars lose some games this season. Um, but the way that they and – I, and I understand – I get it because it it's the final, right? It's like during the season when things aren't going your way, you trust the process, you keep going. This is the one game um, and you're getting run over. But, um, yeah, they got rattled – in a way that they got publicly rattled in a way that we haven't seen from them in a very, very long time. I mean, that second goal that was conceded in the 26th minute came off of a corner kick and the red stars did a very good job of recognizing early in the season that, Hey, we're not too great on these set piece defending moments. So their back line started to do some really good defending and made sure that they did a very good job of not really conceding corners throughout this season. So to see them conceding these corners in this championship final, it was very unsurprising to see that a second goal eventually came off of a corner kick, and it was this ball that was just served in and just – Jess McDonald was just there waiting for it, and she just has the height. She didn't really even have to go very high and ended up just getting on this header, and the Red Stars found themselves down 
two goals in the 26 minutes. Right. And I think, I mean, I think this is maybe where we need to talk a little bit about um, the Red Stars physically getting outmatched because um, you even saw this a little bit last week when it came to Portland and, and Portland's ball winning, which was actually quite good. Um, Chicago, North Carolina, just on every single line was physically working the Red Stars down. Um, And so obviously it started to look, you could see the defensive breakdowns that caused the goals, but the reason that was happening was due to every single line on the field. Um, Chicago just completely getting physically broken down. Um, And that's not, that is a thing that we saw and I don't actually want to equate these things, but this is a thing that we saw midseason. Um, and, and I'm not saying that the Red Stars were playing the same kind of soccer that they were midseason, but um, it is something that perhaps sometimes when the other team sets a physical precedent, the Red Stars are not able to come back from that. Before we get into how this first half ended, I think that's an important thing that you just – that's an important note that you just brought up because – We've seen North Carolina Courage in a championship final multiple times now. Part of their narrative, right, is sort of being this dynasty that people are tired of. You know, you want to see somebody new in the final. You want to see somebody new win, blah, 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 right? This weird kind of Tom Brady effect with the Patriots, right, sort of encompassing who NC Courage is at this moment. But North Carolina Courage, once upon a time, got into a final and they lost, and the reason why they lost that match against Portland Thorn was because they got their ass kicked. They got decked in the face. Tobin Heath came out in that championship final and broke one of their players while breaking herself. Yeah. That's how they won that game. So to see this match unfold and see the Red Stars sort of trying literally anything, you just had the feeling that things were going to get worse before they maybe even attempted to level out. And right. So, right. So the thing, I mean, obviously the specter of this whole match was the six, nothing North Carolina victory in Portland earlier this season. Um, When you, when they scored that first goal, when they got that second, you thought to yourself, this could get that bad. Um, And I mean, I I think this is probably the point um, where we should mention that, uh, Rory Dames said after the match that um, this goes back to the whole conversation about managing this moment. Uh, the Red Stars trained twice uh, the day before the championship. They trained indoors. They did a private training. And then they did a public training uh, afterwards. They did an open training. Um, and word from the Red Stars is that they were not clear on what was or was not going to be public. Um and it was just a mistake. They made a mistake. And, and, and Rory owned up to that. And um, I think part of this was mentality. Part of this was it was all of this stuff wrapped up into one. But literally, the Red Stars trained twice as much than the, the Courage did the day before. And it was, it was something that was uncharacteristic. Right. It and was something that we talked a little bit about it already, saying that, like, maybe some of this stuff they weren't prepared for. They weren't ready for. Um, and so that was kind of why 
that six nothing fear was there when you're getting worked down like that thoroughly i think more so than um being seeing these things that were uncharacteristic of the red stars and having that fear of like having that fear in the back of your mind of like this might get really ugly before it even begins to level out um there was this very specific moment um that occurred on the pitch for the red stars prior to them going down a third goal just before um the the halftime point there was a break for hydration period uh, which usually takes place in the in the first half on the 30th minute and then in the second half around the 75th minute and you really even kind of thought like as a hydration break took place you were like oh thank christ <laughs> like it was a moment where it was like oh man thank goodness that there's a break in this match and maybe the red stars can i don't know get their breath regroup and get out there and close out the half at 2-0 you were at that point where you thought this will feel better if you get into halftime only, only down, down two goals right. now as the red stars broke out of their hydration uh break period they did try to get back on track for a quick second uh you know you had sam kerr with a with a miss she she tried to you know get a shot off but unfortunately it just went just wide you had sad mccaskill with a block shot of her own with vanessa di bernardo you know trying to serve up the ball to her so it, it already felt it was looking like hey maybe they just needed the break they just needed to get into halftime however the red stars were still trying to make something happen at the very least they were trying to go into their halftime with some type of momentum even though they were down the two goals in trying to establish momentum amongst all of the chaos there was a period and a moment of what looked like a heated exchange between Sam Kerr and Savannah McCaskill some type of you know miscommunication two players not being on the same page and it talking about in talking about uncharacteristic moments for this team um, that was absolutely something that we had never, ever seen out of this Red Star squad this entire season. We watched the Red Stars lose to Sky Blue. We watched the Red Stars lose to Orlando. They, this is, they've had, they had worse losses than this one this year. And we never saw anything like that. They do not turn on each other on the field. Um, I think what was most, I just guess for lack of a better word, We'll just use disappointing. I guess what was just so, what was most disappointing in that moment was, yeah, you're you're seeing uh, something uncharacteristic of the rest stars in that moment. But even more so, you have your star striker express expressing frustration in a championship final, right? And you can almost, not even almost, you can you can absolutely forgive that. Your star striker is upset that they're not getting the ball. She was right. Your star striker is upset and she's not getting the ball and she was letting her team know about it. So when I say the thing that's most disappointing in that moment, it, I'm not referring to Sam Kerr. I'm referring it to the moment in which the McCaskill decided to shit Kerr off. And uh, because Sam Kerr let her know a bit more after that moment. So when Sam Kerr expressing frustration and not getting the ball, there was a bit, it looked like, a little bit of a shake-off, and then she was even more upset that that happened. So when your star striker, your MVP of the league, your golden boot winner is expressing that, you should maybe try to 
pay attention to that. And I don't care if you're the other player who she's directing that to, maybe even if you're the coach, you need to be looking at that and saying, what do we do next? Right. So the story of this game is not – if you are a soccer fan and you want to talk about Sam Kerr disappearing in this game, then you don't understand how soccer works because what happened – Abby Ursig said this after the match – you do not stop Sam Kerr. You stop the midfield that feeds her. And so what was happening was that Sam was keeping her line, which you have to do because if she came back more, she wouldn't have been available to be fed at any point. She has to stay up there because that's their best shot. And the midfield, because the midfield was getting worked down, they weren't giving her very much. Um And so there was this moment with Savannah McCaskill and what happened, what Sam Kerr said was true, which is you have to do more than just try to get the ball near me. And the thing it, that does not bother me. The scary thing was McCaskill shaking that off and then Kerr being like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, it was a, it was a definite moment. In which everyone was like, well, what, what? the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. It was absolutely I was 100- like, oh, so we're doing this now? Yeah, it was 100% a moment in which everybody was, what the fuck? I mean, we were present at the game. So uh, for people who don't know, the the setup for this stadium is, is much different compared to maybe some other facilities uh, that other NWSL teams are, are playing in. More specifically, if they're playing in uh, like MLS um, type stadiums. So the the press box area is a bit different compared to other spots. So there had to be additional seating that was provided outside of the press box for this match. So for people like Claire and I, um, we were seated in that area, which was basically what, like 20 rows away from the pitch. Yeah. So thanks for the the good view. Yeah, we were right there. (laughs) And watching that happen, we I think we literally were like, oh god, like this just because we weren't even sitting by each other, but we had like this meta moment where we were like, oh, that's happening right now um yeah no and that i think we, we should probably <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up eventually but um that was where that was the moment where i was like if they don't pull it together they're getting seven goals dropped on them today and they got a third one they got a third they did. one uh shortly Crystal after done man that happened in about probably about the 40th minute or so right and then you had um D. bernardo try to find sam kerr again i mean again sam kerr wasn't wrong the team woke up a little bit they woke up a little bit and they were like, shit, girl's not wrong. Vanessa DiBernardo tried to feed Sam Kerr. Sam Kerr tried to make something happen. Unfortunately, it was a, it was a missed attempt. Uh, Morgan Bryan, same thing, tried to get her her own shot from uh, just outside the box. Danny Colaprico assisted on that one. The effort was there, right? You Again, you felt like if you guys can get out of this match, only down two goals, carrying a bit of momentum into the half, it's different. And then the <laughs> most <laughs> terrible thing that could have happened happened. A 45-minute yeah, plus five-minute stoppage time goal. I love that we were like, we're not really going to talk about the game. And then we're like, let me tell you about the game. We're getting into it. It's what the people want. Um, Yeah, no, that goal sucked. Uh, Crystal Dunn willed this third goal out of sheer greatness. Uh-huh, yeah. She's the goat, man. She's so good. I... It was, it just, it was, it was, I was sad. That made me sad because it was a miscommunication between Nair and Ertz who had been doing so much during that first half 
And it was also just Crystal Dunn being like, nah, I need another. We need, we got to keep going. No. Hashtag Crystal, no finish line. Crystal, <laughs> hashtag no finish line. Crystal Dunn knew, you know what? No, we cannot give the rest stars any hope. They really, in a way though, and this is maybe our segue to the second half, they were so much better in the second half. If they were only down two, the vibe in the locker room might have been a little bit different. It was a performance that deserved to have three goals scored on them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, a lot of scary things happened. The three goals happened in that first half. Uh, the weird exchange between Kerr, McCaskill, and the rest of her teammates happened. You know, Casey Short, literally an asthma attack on the pitch. Yeah. Uh, she needed a second to gather her breath. You know what I mean? The the humidity, the pyrotechnic, the, it, it messed with her lungs. Like, Casey Short literally sacrificed her lungs in this match. It was... It was a first half full of quite the memorable moments and maybe a way that you don't want to remember in ones that you want to forget. So uh, for halftime, the Red Sox found themselves down in a 3-0 hole in the championship final, and you just thought, what could you possibly be even be saying to your team right now it with had, your Rory Dane? It had to be a real just like, we have to – who are we? We have to be who we are. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously they'd never, they'd never admit it probably in the back of their heads. They knew the game was over. Um, so then at that point you say, okay, who are we? We are the Chicago red stars. We're proud of this team. We are proud of who we are and we're going to stop the bleeding and we're going to get through this in a respectable fashion. And they played so much better in the second half yeah it's absolutely your stereotypical tale of two halves moment um rory dames again briefly mentioned in the postgame part of the you know the brief message to his team about possibly getting back out there letting everyone who was watching remind you know remind them who they were um try to get an early goal back maybe rattle NC Courage a little bit in some type of way and capitalize on that, you know. So they did. And uh, for a team uh, and a game full of uncharacteristic things, uh, we saw a halftime substitution. We saw a halftime substitution from the Chicago Red Stars, which doesn't happen unless there's an injury or a limitation on minutes. And uh, that didn't happen in this game. There was this halftime substitution for Katie Johnson, who subbed on for – Savannah McCaskill, and within the first 10 minutes of this match, uh, got to say, it looked pretty different uh, seeing her impact on that pitch. There was a specific moment in which Katie Johnson was penetrating the Courage back line, and it was like something we had never seen before. It felt like it took forever for that to happen we are big katie johnson fans on this podcast not just me i think sam kerr was also a yep. katie johnson fan there was no. literally a moment in which katie johnson found time and space broke the line and you saw sam kerr applaud her performance yeah no you could see yeah no absolutely it was um katie johnson is a connecting player she connects she collaborates she's looking 
to try to create something with other people. And you could see not only the change in the way they were playing, but yeah, the way Sam was feeling about the game. And the rest stars also wanted to uh, know that they could take a punch. They knew they were getting their butts kicked. So Vanessa DiBernardo threw a punch back. Got a yellow card real early. <laughs> real early. Yeah. <laughs> Vanessa DiBernardo said, you know what? I'm from Chicago. Yeah, she said, threw a punch. that. Threw a punch and said, give me that yellow. I'll stand right here and wait for it. Uh-huh. Yep. And, uh, got herself a, uh, a nice bad foul. Let me also just say, the refereeing did not influence the outcome of this game whatsoever. But the refereeing did let North Carolina do what they wanted to do. Man, you want to talk about it's so funny because it's like you're always like, yeah, let them play. And then you're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't let anybody die. Yeah. Don't let anybody die, bro. But yeah, no, um, I was very, I was very proud of them. I mean, in, within, again, a terrible game. Um, you thought they did at one point better. maybe they could get a goal. Yeah, it wasn't even that. It was more just like they were going toe to toe with the other players on the field. It was, you know, in a way, it didn't even look like the goal was to score against them. It was just like, you know what? We're going to work our asses off. We're going to stop you from doing the thing that you want to do. We're going to get in your face a little bit and we're going to remind you who we are. And I respected that a lot. Keep my name out your mouth. And I'm going to let you know yeah. how and why. And it was nice to see, honestly. It it was nice to have that feeling it didn't that they weren't going to lose that game by six goals. Right. Yeah. Right. And that was nice. Yeah. That was a real nice feeling. But as the hour mark approached. With us, too. <laughs> as the hour mark approached, North Carolina Courage went up by four goals. And you had... Sam Mewis joined the scoring party on a set-piece goal that was conceded on a corner kick. Ball served in by Abby Dalkemper, and the giant Sam Mewis got on line this goal and headed the, the goal in. Some Red Stars found themselves down 4-0 in the 61st minute. And, uh, yeah, it definitely – I think there was no coming back from that. Casey and, Short almost got one, And though. then it was just a matter she was of – so close. It was just a matter of – you know what? Our goal is facing our fans. Let's get one for these folks. You definitely saw yep. the effort yep. in which they were trying to exactly. make something happen yep. for so many of those wonderful fans yeah. that made the trip to right. North Carolina. Yep. And of course, in none a, other than Casey Short was going to be the one to get it out the woodwork. In a different universe that just dips a tiny bit more. I had a perfect vantage point for that shot. It just, it was going in until it just nicked that thing. Um, you know, and it actually was kind of, uh, I mean, uh, we'll get into this next year because the games are over, but um, if Chicago could have just gotten, you can score on that North Carolina team. I believe this. You can. They've done it. You can. You just got to win the battles in the midfield. Um, and I thought that that Casey short shot was uh, a reminder of that. Yeah, absolutely. It would have been a hell of a goal. Yeah. Would have been a hell of a goal. Definitely, like, it would have been the epitome of a consolation goal. Yep, absolutely. Well, yeah. in my brain, they scored it. <laughs> it counted <laughs> for me. <laughs> it counted because it went off the post and those count for two goals. Uh-huh. 
yeah no it was uh it was it was quite <laughs> man yeah it was quite the match it, it came it came way late in the game too you're talking 89th minute you know that was like off off the post and um Red Stars made the rest of their substitutions. We saw Brooke Elby get into this match. We saw Nikki Stanton get into this match, um, you know, to sort of try to keep it a game, you know, uh, I guess in terms of the, they had subbed off their players. They subbed off the people that got beat up They the subbed most. off their players that got put through the ringer. Right. We saw Danny Colaprico come out. We saw Morgan Bryan come out. We saw Vanessa DiBernardo come out. It's not because we know it's not because they're bad players. We, it just was not a good day for for the midfield i mean even throughout some of those it was even throughout this match in those moments where it was so chaotic it was weird almost to sort of see morgan bryan be so calm on the ball i mean it was and i mean by weird i mean it was dope like how a player like her can still be pretty calm on the ball and try to possess was pretty dope but at the same time that wasn't that wasn't going to achieve much against the courage on this specific day you know so seeing those players have to go through what they went through. It wasn't too surprising to sort of see how the substitutions rolled out as they kind of came out. Yeah, for sure. I don't want to talk about the game anymore. Let's I mean, it finished. They got four goals. They did. It's over. Yeah, they finished. <laughs> if they finished, they and got then four goals. The game was and then over. the whistle blew and it was done. And then it was fine because, you know, they were Red Stars and uh, they got their runner up medal. Hello, friends, homies, and Southside Trap podcast listeners. It is Claire here. Sandra and I had a lot to say about this past week uh, in Chicago Red Stars history. So we have decided to split this episode into two parts. So what you just listened to was part one of our, uh, our championship roundup episode. So please, when you get a chance, go listen to part two we put part two up the same day as part one um just wanted to divide it up for you so we did not drop over two hours of content on you guys so please go check out part two where we talk about what happened after the game uh our thoughts about nwsl rule changes and our hopes for the future um thanks for listening and uh stick with us we have uh, more coming for you <laughs>